Well, hi everyone, Matt here, and we've got back on the podcast, Savannah. Hey. Welcome, Savannah. It's been a while. It has been a while, and now you're back. And we were actually just talking a minute before this about what we're hoping to do with this episode, which we're talking about. Well, you've been working on something this week, well, last week and this week. This is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Last week or earlier this week, we announced a delay with our Kickstarter, and it was really hard to write that backer update. And I've had to do it one time before because for our first Kickstarter, we had to announce a delay as well. And so this time around, it was a little easier because I I could kind of reference the last delay and kind of because that one went over really well. But for this podcast episode, I'm hoping to share like things that worked well for us and how how we announced our delay because there's not that much out there online about how to announce Kickstarter delays and I I really want to put out the episode of you know what I wish I could have listened to before I wrote a Kickstarter delay in a yeah. backer update. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously not something that you want to get <laughs> You know, we'd prefer if we didn't get experienced at writing Kickstarter delays, but now that we have the the experience and you did a really nice job on this one, this past one, and actually the reception to it was way better than I expected. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop after you posted it. It was like, okay, when's the angry mob coming? When's the angry mob mm-hmm. coming? And the angry mob never really showed up. So, I mean, it was... Yeah, it, it was sounds well like done. the feedback was was pretty good. Like people were thankful that we were very transparent and and yeah you're right like it sucks like having to post a delay it really sucks and i was nervous to publish it but i hope you know again i don't wish this experience on other kickstarters but if you are in that position i do think that there are some ways that you should and shouldn't go about it so that's what we're going to talk about today yeah and a little background too so this is our second kickstarter and we went into this again thinking that we weren't going to have to announce a delay. And it was the same with our first Kickstarter, which unfortunately is really common with Kickstarters having to announce a delay. The first one was really our, the first Kickstarter was our first foray into hardware. So we didn't know what we didn't know. This one, we had a tighter timeline on and we just, we just haven't been able, haven't been able to make it and have had to tell people that we, we need more time. I mean, cause you know, obviously you don't, you don't want to have to be announcing the delay at all. I mean, that's the first thing is like, if you can avoid it, don't pre-announce at all. Don't give a date. But with a Kickstarter, you have to. You have to give people a date. You can't just say, oh, it's going to ship and I don't know when, right? Like, yeah, we have to actually give them a date. And then the other thing, now having been through this a second time, is you probably want to pad it more. Like, I know now us looking back, we're like, yeah, why didn't we just say a year? Like we should have just said a year yeah. on this last Kickstarter, we would have been fine. But I mean, in if we from our perspective, ambitious. from our perspective, for our first Kickstarter, the delay was entirely about setting up our manufacturer and getting everything lined up to actually produce Lunas. And this time around, we had that all ready to go. And so, mm-hmm. and so I think we weren't expecting a delay because we had all of that just really dialed in yeah it's a good point we were expecting yeah yeah and so this time around the delay is for a completely different reason and it has to do with our products firmware and Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean in hindsight i wish we had given ourselves a longer runway but 
I mean, it's inevitable that yeah, I mean, there's yeah, it's hard. There's that tension when you do the Kickstarter. You're like, okay, I don't want it to be too far out because people are probably less likely to back it because they'd be like, what? Two, you know, like imagine if you did three years, right? Like people are going to be like, no, heck Mm -hmm. no, three years. I'm not going to just to use an extreme example. I don't think I've ever seen a Kickstarter that long, but you know, so you want to shorten it. So more people are like, yes, I can get this thing sooner. So you got that tension of giving yourself enough time, but at the same time, making it short enough that it's compelling to people to back. So it's hard. It's hard. We try to balance it and well, you know, we do our best and couple weeks ago we realized we were gonna have a delay maybe a month ago tops but we needed a little more time to do a little more research and to figure out okay how much more additional time do we need and then some more time to actually put the update together which is what you did Savannah Mm -hmm. which we should talk about which you've got a pretty sweet formula now that you've been using well this yeah so this is our formula in air quotes because I mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think at the end of the day, this when it, when you announce a Kickstarter delay, it needs to be very genuine and transparent. And so you don't want to just, you know, copy and paste things into into this formula. But I do think that these steps, these parts of a, a Kickstarter delay announcement are what's worked well for us and what, yeah, what I would want to make sure to include in another delay. Hopefully we never have to announce another delay again, but these are the important steps. So the first thing that we did that we talk about in the delay is that we remind our backers of the milestones that we've made so far. So our Kickstarter ended back in October and in these past, I don't know, seven months, we've made a lot of progress. Like we've finalized our hardware and run some test manufacturing rounds, sent out beta units. And so it's not like we've just been sitting around doing nothing this whole time. Like we've been, our engineering team has been really working hard. So yeah, right away at the beginning of our delay announcement, I list those things out because I want people to have confidence in the work that we've been doing. And so that's at the beginning. And then from there, We just laid it out what our new shipping timeline is. And I think you need to have your shipping timeline like in bold, in a big heading. You don't want people to have to be digging around to find when they're going to get their their product. Don't leave any room for interpretation with this. Just be super clear when they can expect a product in their hands. So first step, your milestones. Then hit them with the new the new shipping timeline. Don't sugarcoat anything, just be really transparent. And then from there, this is when I think you need to provide some explanation of why you're having a delay. If you don't, I think people would just cancel their orders and get mm-hmm. really frustrated. This part's and- really important. Yeah, you, you have to give some sort of like believable, genuine, transparent explanation. So for us, that had to do, I mean, like I mentioned, it was all about Luna's firmware, but breaking it down from there, it we gave three really specific reasons having to do with compatibility issues. And, you know, we had to make a new hire on our team and those things were kind of holding back the manufacturing process. And so 
it was hard to kind of write that part because some of it really gets into the weeds of the technology, but I would rather get into that. And, you know, if if people don't want to read it, they don't have to. But for those people who really want a solid explanation, it's there for them. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing that really, really helped is in the previous Kickstarter update, you had also talked about some of the problems we had been running with compatibility. So if somebody has been following our Kickstarter updates closely, I mean, not saying everybody does, but for those backers that do, this wouldn't have been the first time they heard about it. You know, they'd be like, oh yeah, they mentioned that the last time they were running into some issues with compatibility, that we need more time to test and make sure it's compatible with more computers, right? So we were already setting the groundwork earlier by being transparent in earlier updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you're doing Kickstarter right, then you should be putting out regular updates and not sugarcoating your progress. Like if you're running into issues, you should be sharing those in each update or like what your upcoming challenges are so that, so that yeah, if you do have to announce a delay, it doesn't seem like it's just coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. talked about it previously. So it seems more genuine. People don't like it when you hide information from them. So yeah, especially Kickstarter backers too. Like that's part of why people are on Kickstarter. They want to see not everybody, but there's a decent chunk of people out there that they want to see the behind the scenes. So it's good to put it out there and do the do the updates. I'm surprised actually how often we get requests for updates mm-hmm. where there's a feature now on Kickstarter where people can request when they want an update and I'll get an email and it'll be like, 60 people have requested an update. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. pretty interesting. We've been trying to do like every month for an update, yeah. Yeah. which it's a lot of work because for us, I mean, we try to put together substantial updates like we want it to be meaningful so it's not just a bunch of fluff so yeah from there after we give the reasons for the update or for the delay i really wanted to share like what we're doing to prevent another delay because that would be the worst thing is if you have a delay and then you have to announce another one later on (laughs) yeah that Thankfully, we have never had to do that. And I hope that never happens. That would not be fun. Somebody else needs to do that podcast. We don't want to do that podcast. (laughs) Yeah, don't sign me up for that one. (laughs) So yeah, so we we kind of laid out like these are the two or three reasons or two or three things that we've done to prevent another delay. And, you know, in our last update, we those reasons were, you know, we're doing more testing. So we're there aren't gonna be any surprises with compatibility, any last minute surprises. And then we also talked about the global microchip shortage. There's a huge shortage right now for these components. And thankfully we placed our order for these components before the Kickstarter, because we knew that with the pandemic and everything, like sourcing for them might be kind of kind of weird and so we placed it before the kickstarter and now we're not affected by those what's the lead time on those components now it's like really long it was i think it went from eight weeks to 30 weeks i'm gonna say somewhere around 30 weeks i forget the exact the chip shortage is pretty insane i mean it's hitting national news and even affecting things like cars because cars now have so many microchips in them to control stuff like ford was saying that they had a major delay on their f-150 trucks because of a chip shortage it's like affecting everybody thankfully you said savannah we ordered our components way ahead of time mm-hmm. so we're we're sitting pretty we've we've got enough chips on hand yeah so this part you know where we're talking about preventing further delays we just want to help 
our backers, you know, restore their confidence in in us. And we also want them to know that these issues that we're facing, like the issue or the reasons for the delay, don't have anything to do with like the fundamental technology of our product. Like we don't want them to think that this product is never going to get finished because mm-hmm. we run into these big issues. Like, no, actually we've had to tackle compatibility issues before with our first Kickstarter. And so we know that we can overcome it. We just need a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's probably the thing that would stir, scare off backers the most as if the really fundamental but hopefully that's why you've done a good job prototyping before you ever did the Kickstarter to begin with. So you've already de-risked it and you don't have any of those major fundamentals. I mean, it's never foolproof, but it, you you know, hopefully try to front load most of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so we had a really big FAQ section in this Kickstarter update because lots of lots of questions come up around these delays and we wanted to get ahead of them. You know, people asking for refunds and they want to switch unit types from, in our case, like an HDMI to a USB-C unit type. We had, I don't know, maybe 10 or so FAQ questions and that was worth the effort to put together ahead of time because it kind of eases the workload for our support teams that they don't have to be you know, jumping in on emails and, and Kickstarter comments. I remember the first time we, we did a delay, I remember we were nervous about putting refunds in there. Like we were worried that like a lot of people were going to take a refund. And in both cases, very few people actually do request a refund. Like we were, I remember the first time, our first Kickstarter, we really needed that Kickstarter money for production. We didn't know how much was remaining of like, to do for production, because really this was our first time doing hardware. We were really worried about those refunds, but we wanted to put it out there as like, hey, an option if you're really upset with us. Like we, at the end of the day, we want you to be happy. And if you're not not a happy customer, like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get you a refund and, you know, that's fine. Same thing this time. We put it out there, but very, 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 very few people take it. But it's still nice to put it out there as a gesture for mm-hmm. those people that do want it. Yeah, so and along with the delay, we extended the deadline for our backer kit survey. So we use backer kit to handle everything with like post Kickstarter with like choosing your unit type, like order preferences, changing your address. And so since since the timeline for our Kickstarter is extended, we also extended the deadline for people filling in their backer kit information. So don't forget to do that if you if you do have to mm-hmm, announce a delay. Mm-hmm. And then the last part of our announcement or our update was just, you know, giving a really sincere thank you to these people because we couldn't have launched this product without our backers and yeah, we want to we want to be available to them if they have questions and I really wanted to communicate to them that at the end of the day, this delay is all about making sure that the product that they get in their hands at the end of this is the best possible version it can be for mm-hmm. them. Like we don't want to ship them something that isn't completely finished. So yeah. Yeah, that'd be our worst case. Somebody gets it and it, it doesn't work. You know, we really, really, really don't want that to happen. So more testing, more compatibility work, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, a, and another thing that we did for this delay announcement was that 
you, Matt, recorded yeah. a podcast mm-hmm. episode and we embedded that into the delay announcement in Kickstarter. And I think that was a nice addition. I I don't think everyone listened to it, but for the people that right. did, I think it added like a nice human element that, you know, we're not just like robots producing Luna. It's like a team of a small team of people. Yeah. And that's what for the people that did listen to it. I mean, way more people read it than actually listen to the podcast. It was still worth doing. I mean, it wasn't wasn't a hard thing to do, but hopefully that as I was talking about it, that it was not just not just the written words, but they could hear like, you know, the emotion transmitted in my voice to hear how I'm talking about something, how I'm confident about finishing the project, you know, to hopefully instill more confidence in our backers too, to actually hear, you know, you just get more when you hear somebody talk versus reading their written written words, you just get more information. Video even more, right? We didn't do that, but we did do do audio so that, you know, it's easier to tell when somebody's being genuine mm-hmm. when you can hear hear them talk. For that reason, I think if you if like another Kickstarter was going to do it, you know, don't do like canned canned lines. You're just reading like that's that's just not going to help. Just have mm-hmm. them read the written version in that case. You know, it should be a little more off the cuff so that people can get a yeah more of that human human connection like mm-hmm. you were saying, Savannah. Yeah. Okay, so just to like recap through our process for announcing, our thought process for announcing the delay. So first we reminded our backers of the milestones so far, and then we were really clear about the new shipping timeline, leaving no room for interpretation. Then we gave our detailed reasons for the delay, and we shared what we're doing to prevent another delay to help restore some of that confidence. We had a big FAQ section followed by a really genuine thank you to our backers. And after all of that, you know, we I was coordinating with our support team to make sure that they were ready, feeling good for this delay to go out because I didn't want them to be overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. having to answer to people and yeah so they were on deck answering emails and comments on kickstarter messages in our kickstarter inbox so so yeah it was like a whole team effort to Mm -hmm. to get this delay out there and a lot of people on the team helped to edit the the delay too because getting the messaging right was just so important i really wanted to choose my words carefully yeah and it worked. It was well received. It was really well received. We, you know, always fear the worst. And then when you do it, it's generally not as bad as you feared. What do you think were the most important parts? Like, what were the, the most important parts that help people, hmm, I don't know, understand? Yeah, I think it goes back to just being transparent. Like, I think that if you give people sort of like a BS reason for their, for your delay, they're going to see that. Like, they, they need to know that. You're not just feeding them some like excuse that actually is covering up your real reason. And and that can mean talking about things that are vulnerable. Like for us, you know, we had to talk about, you know, making a new hire to the team and how that was Mm -hmm. difficult and explain some of these parts of the manufacturing process that are sort of complicated. Yeah. And so you really want to just... Give them the real reason, not sugar-coated, no BS, just be super transparent. And I think if you are, then 
people will be pretty empathetic to that and mm-hmm. find it yeah, relatable. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. It helped. We had our, our support team on it. Our support team doing an awesome job. In particular, shout out to Denise on her team. It was just mm-hmm. like instantly replying, it felt like, to people posting comments. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that felt really good for backers, too, that we were listening and we were taking in their consideration. And she had really nice responses. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That was, that was great to see, I'm sure. And as I mentioned earlier, this wasn't the first time people had heard about some of the... It wasn't the first time people had heard about compatibility problems. We had mm-hmm. mentioned it in an earlier update that it was a major risk we were seeing. as Because for us, a little more background on that, we had been testing our units internally to the team. And we're not a, we're not a huge team. We're about a dozen or so people. We have a good number of PCs, but it's still a limited number compared to what's out there. And then as soon as we started sending out those beta units out into the wild, they got to start to test on a lot more PCs. Well, that's when we started to find new compatibility issues, right? And so now... We are buying those PCs and testing and working on it internally, but yeah, it's not till you get it out there to the wider world that you find some of this stuff. And and you had mentioned it in a previous update. Yeah. So I can't imagine how frustrating it would be if you were a Kickstarter backer and the Kickstarter never put out updates. Oh, yeah, like you didn't yeah. hear from them for months and then finally they announced that they're having a delay. Whew, I'd be mad. Then yeah, I might actually, ask for a refund. Yeah, totally. You'd have no confidence in it anymore, which was making me think of <laughs> as we were planning to do this podcast. It also made me think of like the opposite. I was like, if you wanted to do the worst possible job to announce a Kickstarter delay, how could you do it? I think what you're saying there too is like no updates, no updates. And then right before it's supposed to ship, give an update and say it's not going to ship. Have no details on why. Yeah. So that's probably no why that's probably why that you know people not a lot of people asked for refunds cuz yeah we've been keeping yeah. them in the loop this whole time but what else would be the worst possible update? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you too. What else do you think would be like, how could you make it? I mean, it's kind of a useful exercise. It's like, obviously you don't want to do this, but it's like to think about the extreme. It's like, okay, we don't want to do that. You mean you don't want to make it sound like the company is in chaos and there's just like internal battles going on. I mean, hopefully that's not the case. For us, that definitely was not the case. Like, we're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The team is intact. Like, everything is intact. We just need a little more time for compatibility. That just reminded me of one of, I'll have to find that, I'll have to dig up the article because this is ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous Kickstarters of all time. Uh, It was like two two guys to the two co-founders and one of the (laughs) co-founders... disappeared, mm. took the Kickstarter money and bought a house in Canada. And so oh the Kickstarter gosh. update was the other co-founder saying this was like, I have an update. I can't get a hold of my co-founder and it appears that's he bought. Horrible. He bought. <laughs> it's like, that's about as bad as it gets. Like oh I'll, I'll have to find it. It was like horrendous. <laughs> and it like hit the, it was like so bad. It like hit the tech news. Cause they're like, Oh my God, look at this dumpster fire. That's a disaster. Okay, well, good thing everyone on the team is pretty trustworthy. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's doing that. Everybody's going to get their Lunas. Yeah, it was like totally, totally nuts. I think, yeah, there was like an investigation and fraud and all sorts of, yeah, it was, those those are the kind of Kickstarters that make make people nervous with Kickstarter at times, yeah. Thankfully, the vast majority aren't like that. But yeah, if the company's in trouble, not offer refunds, not have no idea when you're going to ship, that'd be terrible too. Yeah, if you give like an open-ended shipping yeah. date. Yeah, and you mm. say like, we, we just don't know 
Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty tough too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't ask for more money. Oh, too. yes, and it's hard to believe that Kickstarter they have done this. I've seen that Kickstarter have done this too. That'd be terrible. Okay, not only is it behind, but we need more money to finish it. Like that would be the worst. Yeah, that'd be really, really, really bad. Yeah, so don't do definitely don't do any of those things. Yeah, and then yeah, as far as like timing, timing your Kickstarter delay announcement. Yeah, you need to find that balance between doing it soon enough that people don't feel like you've ghosted them. And then also, you know, you need to give yourself enough time to have a realistic new expectation of the shipping deadline. Mm -hmm. And so for us, yeah, that took like, I don't know, maybe three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to get that stuff together before we could. Yeah, because we didn't want to announce a delay and not have all the information. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, any other things you can think of for doing a Kickstarter delay? I mean, hopefully others don't don't have to go down this path. But if you do, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this, this is our the podcast episode with the least number of listens because that would be. <laughs> I don't wish this position on anyone, uh, but if you are in this position, yeah, I think it's all about transparency and yeah. being genuine. Agreed. Yeah, reassuring your backers, and if you're transparent with them, they'll be, they'll be more understanding. And then just ship them a damn good product. I mean, it sounds easy, right? But that's really hard. But yes, that's that's what you got to do at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Savannah. Talk some more yes. Kickstarter stuff. But yeah, it was good talking to you. And for anyone listen listening, if you want us to talk about something else. Uh, any ideas for topics, reach out to us. You can reach me at matt at astropad.com. Otherwise, if you like it, please leave a review. All right. Thank you. Thank you.